0: we help gym owners win. Here are your hosts, Tim Lyons and Randy Engston.
1: All right, welcome back to the Built to Grow podcast. I'm your host, Tim Lyons, in studio, out of quarantine, Scottsdale, Arizona, joined by my co-host, Randy Engston. What's up, man? Hey, guy. Kind of weird. No, no. I know. Uh, I'm always like curious. Like, what? What's he gonna go with? No, today? no. Uh, <laughs> we got rid of the nicknames a couple episodes ago. So. Uh, got a great show for everybody today. We like to jump right into it. you know, today we're gonna talk about you know what to expect when you do open. Now that we have been open this past week, um, we've got some hard data to share with mm-hmm. everybody. Uh, it's gonna be very promising because there's a, I know there's a lot of doom and gloom out there in the world of fitness, uh, states that are still shut down and there doesn't seem like there's any light at the end of the tunnel and it, that sucks, but uh, I want to give everybody some hope that there's some good stuff coming your way when you do get that chance to open. And um, we'll go into also a little bit about some of these gyms that are defying orders and sure. opening and what that looks like and stuff too. But uh, before we get too deep into it, we've got a couple cool things coming up. Partnered with one of our Iron Iron Circle uh, members, John Farkas, we're going to do a masterclass on video and how to harness the power of emotional videos for your fitness studio. Something I really think is missing out there. There's nobody talking about this stuff, but John he's got a gift. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Uh, one of the things I don't do very well is the emotion stuff that really moves people and creates video around it. I've never been really good at that. Um, I, I've been working with John over the last month and we've put together three different scripts. We've already mm-hmm. recorded everything. They're be, they're in editing now and he's going to teach us how to do it. And so for $247, he's giving away a four hour masterclass live where he's going to teach everybody how to do the emotional videos. And one of the cool things that we talked about on our Facebook live yesterday is, is going to be, he's going to like force people to, to produce the video. Yes. You know, it's not one of these, you go take it eh, out, get around to, it's going to be one of those, like you're going to come out of this thing with a script and you're going to be ready to to record. And he's going to probably have a Facebook group where he can share the final videos and stuff. And everybody can can critique them. But, uh, that's awesome. If, if you're interested in that cool, that's available. Just, uh, shoot us an email or yeah, you have to reach out yeah this is a special link i don't it it goes to john it's not even to us but uh john's we're, we're just helping him push it because he's an iron circle member and i really i really believe in what he does and uh so john's john's gonna help us out june 2nd so um also we've decided to go ahead and purchase that master class and give it away as a bonus for anybody that's interested in the cla virtual workshop on june 11th and 12th so if you want the CLA and you kind of want them both, buy the CLA, we're going to gift you yep. as a bonus the John's Masterclass. So pretty cool there, but that's coming up if you uh if you're in the fitness industry, which probably 99% <laughs> of the listeners are. I mean, there's some business owners sure. that listen in and stuff we've heard and um this is uh I I don't know, emotional video You share them with me all the time. When you see a good one, you share it with me. I'm like, God dang, that's good. But it goes
2: back to like I mean, we talk about like the irresistible offer and copywriting and all of this and and ingrained in every bit of that is just the communication you're using to to receive a desired result, right? And so we've talked about it, right? The direct response game is always just buy now because here's I'm slapping you in the face with an offer or a deal. You know? and that works for somebody who's in that position ready to buy but when we talk about our awareness triangle and educating you know somebody who is not even aware that they have an issue let alone wanting to purchase your service or product the way that you get them from you know a to b is through that connection through that conversation and emotion is what brings somebody along like they yeah. they're now invested they want to know more yeah. they want the education so i love that stuff and and that's been you know we think a lot of like when we're we're kind of ingrained with the same thoughts or processes, but um, like that's been a challenge of mine. I know that was a weakness of mine, and so I I find big interest in that mm-hmm. in, in learning how, what emotions drive individuals. How do we can create that emotional
1: effect so that we can kind and, of hook and them doing and it bring through them along. video, which is the most digestible Absolutely. content out there on on the uh, the interwebs. Uh, so <laughs> thanks, thanks, Al Gore. Yeah, the Al Gore uh, invented it. So <laughs> so check that masterclass out. And it's going to be amazing, and I can't wait to do it because uh, although I've been working with John directly, um, I'm actually going to sit in the course and and take notes mm-hmm. and and be able to duplicate it over and over.
2: And with the course, and and back to the the live about the application of it, right? So John's got obviously the education behind it, how to go about it, do it, and things like that. But like he said, there's going to be some of it's templated, right? You know, you need to know who you're speaking to, your avatar client, uh, what emotion you're trying to to kind of instill with them and so like mm-hmm. it's not something where you know if you struggled in the past you're not going to be able to understand this is going to be very applicable everybody's going to come out of this with with like you said a script that they can actually create yep. a video with yeah so and um slash automation for the CLA
1: workshop. cla workshop awesome okay cool quick plug for that deal um i'll be on it and i'll be, can't wait to can't can't wait to jump in and learn so so today's episode, we've been open since Friday. So today we're recording on a Thursday. So that's five business days. We're not even into the fifth business day, and we've got some some data to share. So mm-hmm. uh, one of the questions that comes up is like, are your clients going to be ready to come back? And a lot of people are run polls and you know trying to throw some weeks out there. What if we open on June first? Would you be you know kind of ready to come back and? as we get deeper into this, it seems like more people are ready to get back. And Absolutely. some of the poll responses from just the iron circle alone, but some of the other clients we work with, it seems to be trending. People are ready mm-hmm. versus scared. Now there's always going to be a percentage of people that are scared. I know when Rick was on the show, it was like a third of the people were ready to get back. A third were kind of on the sidelines and a third were not going to come back. I think it's closer to 80% are ready to come back and 20 aren't. Uh, and so, We opened on Friday, May 15th to a booked schedule packed across the board. Our entire morning had um, six people in every training slot for semi-private training in our two uh, team trainings that we offer, uh, you know, 6 a.m. And I think, uh, what's the other one, 11 or 8, 8 or 11, I think 11, Mm -hmm. 6 and 11. Both of them are capped at 12. Both of them had 12 and waiting lists for people that couldn't get in the first 12. So. That alone told us like, wow, people are ready to get back because we announced we were going to open a week prior to being allowed to. So just the way Arizona came out of the gate was we were sick of it. We could tell our clients are ready to get back. We want to get back. We said on paper, we're just going to open the 15th, no matter what the Arizona governor said on the 13th, he comes out (laughs) in a press conference, we can open the 14th. So we were ready to open anyway. So And you should be too.
0: Hey, hey, hey! Tim Lyons here. Look, I know running a gym day in and day out can be a challenge. It's often hectic and stressful. But remember, you are not alone. And if you ever feel weighed down by the pressure and you're searching for a lifeline, we've got just the thing. I would love to invite you to our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator program at WinningGym.com/grow. Listen, it's designed to give you tangible results. It transforms your struggle into sustainable growth. And it is a game changer for so many gym owners out there. Again, that's winninggym.com/slash grow. Check it out. And let's turn those day-to-day challenges into triumphs. All right. Now let's get back to the show.
1: Great point. You should be ready to open. So as soon as you get the green light, you need to be open. We've talked a million times about yeah. that. I'm not going to beat that one down too much. But our classes were full, our sessions were full. And during the the shutdown, we lost a lot of people. And I know there are some gym out- owners out there saying, no, nah, we lost one person or I don't believe it. I, I Everybody I've talked to, as far as the people that are close to me, they lost a lot of people. And when I mean a lot, I'm talking about anywhere from 10000 to $20,000 in recurring revenue lost. And for those gym owners that are only making $20,000 a month revenue, that's all of your money, and yeah. um, we we lost, I think, about sixteen thousand dollars in reoccurring revenue from people, not just canceling, but freezing and like, hey, you know this this online stuff. We appreciate it, but I lost my job and I can't really do it right now, and all that stuff kind of came out, and we took them one at a time. Mm-hmm. We didn't blanket email and say hey guys if you want to freeze let us know we said hey we're still open we're just doing it online and we just positioned it that way and our clients loved it they they loved it they have said so many times uh you know i've i've seen gyms in other states and my friends are they they have nothing they didn't you know they didn't even offer anything online and we were first to the table like we got to get out we can't we can't sit back and wait. we got to come out with some, some online training. There's still people in
2: our business talk group that are, are still figuring out the Zoom thing. That's, we're bumped we're, into this. Yeah, it's sad. And I, so.
1: Unfortunately, guys, if you, I mean. Yeah, you have to strike all the irons hot. You just got to do it. You have to. We, were given,
2: we weren't given a choice, but mm-hmm. the, the, you are always given a choice. Yeah, and that's that's
1: what it comes down to. Paralyzed right? by fear, and you know and that's why we do this these episodes to tell you guys there's nothing to be scared of, just to go do it. Yeah, so action. So some hard numbers, uh, of the you know sixteen or so thousand we we had disappear. We've got uh, a little over fifty percent of that reactivated. So clients are back in. They're getting billed again. Um, they 're happy. The other half of the people um either are never going to come back mm-hmm. or they 've decided fitness isn 't for them or whatever it was, or they moved uh, out of town or they lost their job that was That was the other big piece of this Absolutely. is like, hey, I would love to support you guys, but I'm I'm out of work and I'm on unemployment right now and, and there's over thirty million other people in the in US the same boat, yeah. in the same boat. So what do you say to that, right? We we let people out of annual contracts. We did the right thing. We just, you know, worked with each person individually to just work that out with them and whatever. So we got over half of those back now. Um, our our sessions are good. There are still some people we're waiting to see. There's probably eight or nine clients that we have highlighted in orange, which means they're kind of waiting to see. They're mm-hmm. still on freeze, but we'll probably get another eight or so people back here real soon. And new clients. We've gotten new clients. We've uh haven't done much marketing. We we did some Facebook ads, that kind of flopped. Um, we just relaunched yep. them, so we're gonna keep an eye on those. Uh, but we did some email and text message blasts through Keep. So we have our list segmented. We I got them. We, we sent them out to all non-clients, uh, and we just blasted them and said, "Hey, we're reopen again, and our offer here is uh, one free month." And the way that looks is, it's a free month when you sign up for a year. Yeah. So we advertise the free month. We get them in. We explain the deal. Some are like, oh, I thought it was a free month. Um, I'll just go month to month. I can't commit to a year, and they just pay the regular month to month price. We don't lose many people, but uh the other people are like, cool, we give them a free month uh, when they sign up for a year, and the way we're doing it is month 13 is free, not yeah. month one. So yeah. and the way I'm looking at it is hey, you know, they probably won't even remember by by the end of the year. Um, you know, we'll still give it to them, but uh at least we can collect now and get back Absolutely. on our feet, and they understand that. One other thing that we did—did uh, did I say how many new clients we got? No, nah, I don't think you. Okay, we got, it. To we got eight, it. eight new clients. So we got eight new clients uh, since Friday of last week. So f- uh, basically, two a day, um, pretty much. You know, four full working days, two a day. We got, I think, another like four or five people coming in this weekend, and some already scheduled for next week. All through the emails, by the way. And what are they signing up for? Because things have changed. Oh yes. So we changed our business model, and I went deep into this on. What episode? A couple was that? episodes ago, yeah. And that's the, and that's that alone has raised a lot of conversation on like, well, yeah, team training boot camp, large group. Like, I kind of don't think that's going to fly mm-hmm. right now. I'll I'll tell you this. Um, or, originally, we were thinking people don't want to get in large groups and train and be sweaty next to each other. I don't think it's much of that of the decision why we decided to kind of scale back on our team training. It was more business oriented. Absolutely. So, for us, I don't see the future of our business being driven by team training. Mm-hmm. It's the lowest paying client. It's typically the loudest client, the ones that always have an issue with something are always the lowest paying clients. But, um, you know, you just don't, business sense it didn't make sense. And we've known these numbers for years now. Um, I think we've done data a couple times now since, uh, and we talked about this episode. It was the lowest paying clients, which is our team training, was paying anywhere from 179 to 99 So just depending on when they joined. So 99 to 179 they stay about 9.8 months. Mm-hmm. And the clients that pay 350 and higher stay 36 months. And all of a sudden, like, wait a minute, this is a no-brainer. Yeah, exactly. But until the shutdown, we were kind of like scared to just change.
2: Well, you know that you're operating with a percentage of your total revenue. You yeah. know what I mean? And if you just eliminate that...
1: And then when it all shook out after the cancels Mm -hmm. and after the freezes and after we we looked at our numbers, 10% of our revenue was team training. 90% was semi-private. Well, then we're like, well, this is even easier decision. Everything is pointing us in the direction of scaling back team training. So instead of ripping the bandaid off and taking it away, what we did was we raised everybody's rates, $15, like across the board. Uh, so we'll get into that in a second, but we, we basically said, okay, we took our least, um, attended camps and we just took them away. Sure. And we said, okay, these are gone. And now we, we, we pretty much removed about 60% of our availability. We squeezed everybody in, we capped it at 12. So now there's a little bit of like scarcity in there. Mm Mm-hmm. And we gave everybody a free upgrade into semi-private training to get them used to training in the semi-private training instead of the team training. So we're, we're doing everything to nudge them along. Sure. So we raised their rates, we got rid of the sessions, and we gave them a free teased upgrade. Teased them with, with what We're teasing them. And then by the end of the year, we're going to have it completely removed. Mm-hmm. We didn't want to lose the 10% because we need it. Sure. And we just like, you know what? And out of that, I think um, we we probably only lost about three or four team training clients because of it. So, okay, cool. So we still got the revenue and and the team trainings are actually a lot of fun and and we enjoy training and doing that with these clients, but we have a huge overhaul to our model coming up in January and it's going to be amazing. And it's just going to be a totally different model In regards to how we operate the business and I will go deep into that and I'll bring Zach in on that one and we'll talk about that later in the year because I think the way we're going, the direction we're going with the six to one semi-private training and the new program based Mm -hmm. training where on Wednesdays we're doing specific things and on Saturdays we're doing specific things is going to be the best change we've ever made and not only that now we have a proprietary program that nobody can compete with yeah i love that and that and that goes into our whole being the differentiator and how you know mm-hmm. proprietary blends and stuff like that so so that's what we did and now and, and we also said across the board everybody's going to increase we're going to increase rates we hadn't increased rates in 10 years never did that was always my Handshake promise to people is like, hey, you know, if you're always a member, you're always going to pay the same rate. You know, even if the other people are paying higher, you're going to be grandfathered into this yeah. deal. I paid thirty dollars, I think, for
2: years uh, for, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and it's cool, right? Because you you appreciate the um the loyalty, yeah. and you want to give back, and these are the folks that supported you. But times have changed. We we are now required to spend a lot more to operate the business, and it's truly a, a business decision. Yeah. And so we threw the $15 out. We made sure everybody knew. We talked about it on a live. We did a face, we did text messages, we did emails, uh, and we and we did uh, calls. And we let everybody know there's going to be $15 charge across the board. We held our breath waiting to get pummeled from oh. clients. Um, one client came in upset. I think we talked, yeah, we talked about that. Uh, And I won't name names, but she's been here with us for seven or eight years, does everything, does every happy hour, comes to the holiday parties, and I hated to lose her. But she came in as a grandfathered rate, cheaper than our lowest semi-private training clients are paying. No, team training. Right. I'm sorry. She gets semi-private training, but she's paying less than our lowest team training clients are paying because she's been here for so long. Mm -hmm. and she came in to argue the 15. And like, you know, I don't feel like this is the right way to, to say thank you. We supported you and all this stuff. And Zach got the talk to her. like, listen, you know, um, client, we've got to actually raise you up to our semi-private training rates. So instead of going up 15, it's actually go up 115. Needless to say, we lost her, but it was just You know, If she didn't say anything about the 15, she would have still been paying way less, and she would have just paid the 15, and everything was fine. It was a big mess, crying on the phone. I had to get on the phone with her, and it was just a mess. I was thinking we were going to have to do that 10 or 15 Uh, times. We did it once. One time. So everybody else is paying the 15, and they're fine. And the way we looked at it is we said, okay, we have X amount of clients. If we raise $15 on everybody... And we just kind of divide that total new revenue by the average of what every client's paying. We could lose, you know, anywhere from 12 to 15 clients and we'll still be ahead. Sure. Revenue wise. And we lost one. So we're way ahead. Sure. So we were expecting to lose people and, but I thought it'd be a lot more, but it was one. So something to think about guys, if you're scared, I was, I was always like, I didn't want to have the conversations, but at, at any time, you're going to make a change. It's now. And this that, is the time to do it. That's what we've been talking about a couple previous episodes. Like
2: th- your clients are going to expect change. Uh, I know this week uh, here in Arizona, especially, there's been some stories circulating as far as like restaurants h- passing along some of the additional charges. Exp- exactly. Yep. Now you have a COVID surcharge on your on your receipt mm. when you check. You know, and you know for that con- that that client or that customer, you know, it might be two bucks. You know, on a $15, $20 meal, 2 is a, it's, it's a decent increase. You know what I mean? For one single- 20%. Yeah, it's tw- exactly. And uh, so it, it's got some media attention and things like that. But I think that kind of plays into our, our benefit when it comes to that as well. Clients are expecting change. There is no way around it. Like we talked about in the previous episode, you need, there are certain things that have to happen now that are going to cost you more money to operate your business. Mm-hmm. You either take that hit entirely- or you share some of that burden with the clients that are are still showing yep. up every day. and yep. that's the decision you guys made. And you know that it happens to every business, but you can't always be handcuffed yep. or fearful.
0: Hey, are you a gym owner whose business is in full swing, pulling in at least steady 30k or more per month, and now you're ready to ask yourself, what is next? Well, The Iron Circle is ready to show you that path forward. As a part of our exclusive community, you'll be surrounded by like-minded, success-driven gym owners just like you who are taking their businesses to the next level. Visit our website, ironcircle.net, to apply to be a part of the next Iron Circle group and let us turn your successful gym into a thriving fitness legacy. All right, let's get back to the show.
1: Well, the honest truth is every every. Service that we've ever had has always increased our rates. Absolutely, only, not our landlord, our mind, body is raising rates all the time. Uh What else? Electricity, your phone bill, bill your yes. everything goes up. But always. why can't gyms do it? Why can't gyms do it? And the answer is you can. Mm-hmm. It's just you're going to have to have a brutal conversation every once in a while. But take it from me, 10 years, never raising rates. Raise it 15. I I really wish we raised it to current rates. That would have been, we probably would have lost a lot more people. Because like current rates would be like for this instance, this lady that came in would be like 115 instead of 15. We just kind of slid in the 15. We raised all of our current, like current clients uh, 15. But then we raised our total, our new rates for new clients up several, I think 30 to $50 a a level. Yep. And we signed up eight at the new That's at the, the new pricing, and so we're getting clients in at a higher rate. And some of our past clients um, came in and they're like, you know, can I get my old rate? And the answer is no. And they sure. still signed up. That's what that was going to be my question. So we know that you know we had a couple clients from
2: team training move on. Mm-hmm. Have you got? Do you have a hard number? Um, it, it's still early, and I know that you're kind of not teasing them, but you're allowing them that upgrade right now. Mm-hmm. Um. Has anybody just pulled the trigger and said, "Oh, well, totally, I'll I'll jump into a small group, uh, you know, with a new membership or upgrade my membership"? Not yet.
1: No, no. I and think did uh, you set a time limit? Sixty or days. Is that what they're getting? Yeah, they're getting sixty okay. days. We gave everybody that stayed on membership mm-hmm. while we were closed the upgrade. Anybody else that froze and then unfroze, we didn't. And that that's was a our way. Thing. That's a, that was our that's way to thank say you. thank you. Yeah. yeah. And so that was what we were telling this one particular gal that came in. We were like, "Well, you're going to get, you know, you're doing once a week. You're Your come up. You can do twice a week for sixty days." And she was just so upset. It was, it was kind of, it was a little bit sad. But you know, whatever, uh, you got to move on from that. Yeah, exactly. You, you take that in stride. That.
2: Unfortunately, you can't, you can't run a business by the lowest common denominator. You know, if one person's upset, in a when you get
1: a, a lot of three hundred.
2: You're doing the right things,
1: you know? Yeah. Yeah. And uh so another cool thing that's coming out of this that you know, in this episode is to give you the truth of what's happening. Like so a lot of our clients had never done online training before I and mean, when they were forced to do it and they kinda they kinda liked it. Like they, they were enjoying working out and staying mm-hmm. staying active. Typically in Arizona, when the temperatures get over hundred and they get well into the one teens and, you know, 115. Mm-hmm. Like I know in July there's there's at least two straight weeks of 115 degrees. Um, and it's 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 hot. So a lot of our wealthiest clients, the ones that pay the most, you know, our 399, 499 type memberships, they have second, third homes yes. and they leave the, the the heat and they go either into the mountains, Montana. We have clients going to Lake of the Ozarks. And typically, those clients would freeze. Mm -hmm. And now, the ones that have already left early May, they've already um, said they're going to stay on with the online training and pay us our full boat and stay on. It's not that they couldn't afford it. It's just we never had the option for them. And now, since we were forced to do it, we've got this great tool that we can continue on and- we're gonna save our fr- like usually our freezes are 30%. thirty percent yeah, I was gonna say if we can cut that in half, we're in a way better position
2: and you have a you have a service now that doesn't it's not tied to brick and mortar yeah so not only is it that third you know of the business that you can you can speak to, but it's everybody you know you got clients in any state now yeah
1: at any time. If they if they were a client with you, you built a relationship and typically maybe they moved to Texas or mm-hmm. Florida for a job. Now you can continue to stay in touch and train them and still generate revenue. Typically, that person's gone.
2: Yeah, or drop a pole in the water and see if you can you can pick off,
1: you know again, marketing versus the cost per acquisition versus
2: uh, can can you pick up training clients from any state? Sure. With a small marketing campaign, you know yep. what I mean. What is a, a a Zoom client worth to your business? Let's figure out what it takes to acquire one and figure out if it's worth yep. marketing to that client. But that's a new pole in the water yep. for a business that didn't exist before.
1: So a lot of great things, guys. If you could just hold on, and I made a post about this today. That it's gonna the light at the end of the tunnel is there. It's not a train.
2: And there's some states that are getting. I think the pushback from fitness is starting to get some attention. You yes. know, um, our buddy got you know he uh Frank, you know he. He's got some intention. Somebody saw his petition. They want to speak to him. Pick it up on Um, the news. Throw it on the news. Uh, Because it's, you know, this is health. This whole pandemic has been about health. It's it's been thrown in our face. Like, just follow along because this is the healthy thing to do. And then you take away the health aspect for, for well, I mean, for some of these states, every resident, you know? Yeah. And it just doesn't seem to make sense. So I'm starting to see the conversation or the the phasing and stuff like that even from these states that are still shut down they're starting to get fitness back in kind of the conversation yep i don't know if i shared it with you but i think uh illinois even came out and said they're going to start to allow one on one training yeah. good as good. well as outdoor training up to 10 so okay. Doing again, the parking lot. yeah exactly not your same it's no different than the Zoom thing, right? You adapt and overcome. You figure out how to make it work, yep. but you
1: do—you don't just keep your doors shut. You have the ability to go make money, go serve that client. And I would tell everybody that the longer this goes, the more people are going to be antsy pants and wanting to get back in. So that scared person—that I think there's a big shift of people are like, "Wait a minute, this isn't." Well, here's—I'm here's, not being told the truth. I need to think for myself. Hard a
2: math from—I mean, I won't throw anybody under the bus or draw attention to people operating kind of outside the lines of what they're supposed to or defined right or wrong. That's, you know, that's your decision to make. But, um, you know, I know of a gym in in New York that's doing very well and he's averaging five to six new memberships a day. He's not near downtown, you know, he's upstate. It's, it's, I don't even know Mm -hmm. the distance between, you know, but there, at the time there was like 40 cases in the entire County and it was massive, you know? Right. So the, the safety concerns, it was a risk reward thing and his clientele wanted him to open up the doors. They, they've they been operating. They're not, he's not marketing. He's not drawing in a ton of new business, but people that get the word of mouth, you know, through word of mouth, they're coming in, they're signing up for memberships. They've got no other opportunity, no other option. And he is the option. And he's the only one that's that's able to do it.
1: I think there it's all about communication to your clients and, and just being transparent with them, going into, going into your Facebook groups with only your clients or only ones hearing this message and saying, hey, guys, we're, we're about at that point we need to open. Um, we're thinking about doing it on this date. I just want to hear back from everybody. What do you guys think? And you're going to probably get a lot of support. I mean, I think people are sick and tired of well, being told what to do it, anymore. How about
2: the, the, this week? This week? It
1: is what? The
2: Tuesday, the 21st. The CDC came out this week and says that there's very low chance of the the virus being spread by objects like on surfaces. surfaces. So now you throw that into the mix and now the conversation isn't just, okay social distancing it. What about the thousands and thousands of dollars you invested to keep this place spot clean? Yeah. You know, and and, and way over the top, you know, beyond all of that stuff. There's no, you know, nobody's reimbursing you for that expense. But at the same time, the the psychology of the individual now is going to shift. It's, oh my God, I'm not afraid to go into the grocery store and touch the handle on the door. I just don't want the guy next to me coughing on me, Yeah, you know, so gyms aren't
1: necessarily going to be that. COVID or not, I'd never like people coughing on me. Oh, I used to joke with Tim about Tim was a germaphobe before (laughs) all of this, let alone. (laughs) So I'm okay with a lot of these changes. Believe it or not, I'm okay because I didn't like somebody sneezing around The
2: airplane on the way to Australia. Tell the story.
1: Go ahead. This is a good story. (laughs) This is
2: before masks were like a thing, right? And uh, we we get on this airplane and the guy, I think he was sitting directly behind you. Right behind me. It out of nowhere is like the the deep raspy. Like Tim is sitting there uh-huh. waiting to get a like a lung cookie hitting his ear. This guy's coughing so bad right in the back of my <laughs> head. <Just. laughs> what did you? You turned around. You gave him like oh, your like little care package, like yeah. uh, lozenges
1: and I think a mask was in there, wasn't it? Like no, I put the mask on him. <laughs> I was like, "Hey man, you sick?" He's like, "No, it's allergies." Like, I, I, here, I appreciate you just going. I started putting it around his ear. Here, just we're just going to wear this mask. And he's just sitting there looking at me. And I just like, "Yeah, you need to wear. You need mask. to wear this. Mask. You need to wear this mask. So you don't get me sick, but everybody else in this cabin's gonna catch your scuzz." And uh, I just. Gave it to him and he wore it. It was a freaking twelve and yeah, thirteen it was hour a flight, long, long time. Yeah, and uh, he was coughing in the mask and stuff. And I, you know, every once in a while, I would hand him back <laughs> a lozenger <laughs> and then it would be quiet for like thirty minutes, and then I would start <laughs> coughing again. Yeah, I put the mask on the guy <laughs> because I don't like somebody coughing on the back of my head for twelve hours. That's just how it goes. But
2: but that's a that's a wildly different thing than being afraid to step on an airplane because you have to touch the seat. Or you yeah. have to touch the doorknob when you open the d- door to the bathroom or you're afraid to touch the, you know, drink that was handed to you because of this, you know, the, sur- that kind of fear fear. I mean, that is massively different when it comes to how you go throughout your day. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you take that off the table, people are going to walk into a gym. No problem.
1: Yeah, they can share equipment yeah, exactly. and not worry we're, about it. We're not worried about that cross-contamination. So this is thing. very, very funny. So that that came out from the CDC. Yep. And then literally the next day, they came out with the school guidelines. Yes, and I And in, in the school guidelines counterdict what that- Everything that they just said. So they said they can't be transmitted on surfaces, surfaces but in the school guidelines, you cannot share- no Anything. sharing of supplies. Whatsoever. So then, why? Why is that? If it we can't get transmitted that way, then what are we worried about? Oh, and those school guidelines
2: are are They're
1: harsh. I don't see schools. At, we're, don't, we're just staying with homeschool. I don't think anybody's a, gonna have a choice. My for daughter, a, my daughter's killing it. She's yeah. she tested like four levels up from her grade. Well, that's so. because she's teaching us. She teaches. <laughs> she teaches the teacher how to teach the class <laughs> next level. But so good news. I mean, the 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 truth is your clients want to come back. Yes. Don't don't. And we got deep into the weeds on this in a past episode where people are scaring you into thinking your clients are never coming back. That's not true. Um, I'll tell you that new clients are coming in and you're going to get your old clients back and you're going to come out of this with uh at least a, a shotgun education on how to do the online training that you can carry that into other services and you're going to have new people coming in. And this is the time when you reopen to make those massive changes that you've been always kind of on the fence about, like I was, I was on the fence about team training. I knew it wasn't our best thing to have. We like training. It's easy to sell, but at the end of the day, that's not going to drive the business forward. We wiped half of it out. We raised the rates. We, you know, we did a bunch of stuff and it was all accepted because they expect to have change. Your clients expect to have change. Exactly. So do it. So like, don't be afraid if you're, if you're ever going to do it, you're going to do it now. If you don't do it now, you're you should yeah, never, you're you're never going to do it. it. So that's the takeaway from today. Look at your business model. Know that when you open, you better be ready. I mean, we've been telling you that for weeks. Be freaking ready to open the doors and don't be sitting at the green light whenever all, your other, yeah. you know, all the other gyms are driving past you, taking all your clients away. So kicking the pants, another uh, get your mind right episode. But uh, you need to hear it over and over. We know this. We know this. So that's it for this show that was a good one love it yeah but man.
2: i love the fact that like again we're in the weeds this isn't just theory this is application this is usable data this is real this is tim's gym yeah you know it's right from direct from the the big guy's from mouth the horse's mouth <laughs> from the horse's mouth um, man but it's a lot different than somebody who doesn't own a gym doesn't operate a gym telling you to run a marketing play because your people are not going to come into your gym
1: yeah um I'll just throw this out there. Never, never work with anybody that isn't currently in the business. Just don't do it. I mean, you're going to save yourself a lot of headaches uh, because it's all theories and and he, you know hearsay of what this other gym's doing. If the person selling you the plan also owns a gym that is operating at full capacity and maybe they're in the business, but maybe they're out of the, you know, like they're still, but they still own it, then maybe listen to them at that point but anybody else just don't give them the time of day i mean it's giving you a heads up just don't do it you know and there's going to be people out there like well yeah what about these professors and well yeah but no there's gonna be people out there that are like well you know you can't learn i mean of course you can learn somebody just because they haven't done it themselves they know how to do it um well maybe it depends on
2: what what you're putting what you're getting out of them as well like you know what i mean like if it's mar, if it's the marketing side of something they better damn well be good at marketing and have a resume in marketing and know your industry and things like that but a lot of it's just fear driven
1: yeah so just want you all to be smart make think for yourselves i think this is a good the biggest transition for gym owners to start really looking at the real what's what's really going on so just you know use your somebody said the six inches between your ears yeah Yeah, use that that, okay because y'all have one and if you've you've gotten as far as actually opening an operation you've got a pretty smart brain in there uh use it okay yeah all right that's it for this episode uh until next show keep changing life see you bye Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Built to Grow podcast. And if you're not subscribed already, be sure to do that right now by clicking the subscribe button on Apple iTunes. And if you enjoy this episode, we'd love it if you do us a quick favor, rate and review the podcast. See, this lets the platform know that we're doing something right and people like the content. It would be a huge help and we'd be extremely grateful. And if you're interested in growing your fitness business as well, go ahead and head on over to timlyonsbook.com and pick up a free copy of my book, Built to Grow. Until next time, keep building something great.